Welcome to Courageous Help by BASE, where we believe in the power of assistance to change the world. I'm Natalie Turner of BASE, formerly an executive assistant, now designing learning and development exclusively for EAs to leverage skills and maximize impact. On Courageous Help, we sit down with current and former assistants who are challenging the status quo, from impacting global business practices to molding new career paths and beyond, all while managing their full plate as an assistant. Join us while we explore how today's assistants can leverage their position to drive positive change. Today on Courageous Help, I am very excited to be chatting with Naomi White. Naomi was the senior EA at Poyer, a startup in the AI space that focuses on natural language processing. And if you've heard a lot about chat chat GPT in the news recently, you'll understand what natural language processing is. But she recently just got promoted to engineering program manager. And Naomi has over seven years of experience in operations and administration at tech companies where they've placed hiring great assistants at their core. In her current role, she is, well, her most recent role, (laughs) she was focused on building strategic partnerships with business leaders and building culture from the ground up in their London office. And we're going to hear about how that's transitioned now with her new role. So Naomi, I'm so happy to have you here today. And to start us off, I'd love if you could share a bit about how you wound up becoming an assistant, specifically in the tech space, and what that journey has been like and and where you are now. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, just to give you a bit of a, a brief background on how I became an assistant. I ended up doing a course at university, which was English and politics and not really necessarily knowing what the next step was. I was thinking teaching could be an option and a bunch of other things, but actually ended up in sales for a really, really brief period when I first moved to London. Realized quite quickly that I, that I think you have to have a certain drive and a certain personality to kind of fit the particular role that I was in and decided that it was kind of no longer for me and took a bit of a, a break, had a sort of about a month off or so, which felt like a really long time at the yeah. time. And was kind of like looking around online, looking at various different roles, wasn't really sure about what to go into and was starting to kind of peek into the, the administrative world and all of kind of those particular roles. And, and one that stood out to me at the time was being a PA. And I thought that was quite kind of a, almost quite an easy inroad for me. I was someone that was very organized, I like to plan and all these little different things kind of, yeah, sort of resonated with me. And I ended up doing a role that was quite a hybrid one, doing a little bit of everything at an investment uh, company and quickly progressed from, from doing that for a very short period to moving into an executive assistant role at another firm. Again, investment, but real estate. And that was amazing. It was a very small team and it allowed me to like really quickly upskill. And I had a really amazing time of, because because there wasn't kind of a, it wasn't a large company. I didn't have anyone to turn to for mentorship within that. And like I said, I had a really amazing time of finding all these different assistant groups in London, signing up to them, signing up to the events, signing up for like seminars, webinars, and just kind of like really dipping my toes into what it was to be an EA and what it was to be a a great EA. And yeah, that kind of really started my passion for it. And after that role, I moved into the tech space. And I think that was kind of the beginning of me really kind of being ignited by by the EA role and also kind of all the possibilities beyond that as well. So I 
one of my friends at the time worked in tech and was telling me how amazing the culture was and how friendly and kind of how down to earth and how different it was from from the corporate culture that I was used to and I sort of struck a chord with me and ended up moving into this role in a software engineering consultancy had a blast there supported the CEO went through a merger there too and just experienced like a bunch of different things and ended up being headhunted by a company called DeepMind which is in the AI space which I'm still in now and just thought it sounds like a really interesting role it was just so different to the tech that I was used to it was kind of this one step beyond everything and was in that role for a number of years supporting the head of AI for science working on working with the team that ran sort of the alpha fold which was a, a protein folding project that made kind of a lot of waves not only kind of within the science community but also worldwide and yeah had a really fantastic time doing that but wanted to kind of move back into the startup world I think there's a a lot more kind of in 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 my view anyway a lot more possibility for growth and a lot a lot of opportunity to get involved in areas outside of kind of your core role and that brought me to being an EA at Cohere which like you mentioned is a natural language processing company really kind of like a hot topic right now and it's great being able to have a reference point for what your company does I think previously like even being an AI people kind of like oh like robots are taking over the world like is that kind of what you're doing and it's uh it's not always the easiest explainer but now you kind of have the reference point of like it's kind of like chat GPT and people like oh okay I get that I use that like day to day I'm really interested in it so so yeah, work for Cohere, have been there for the last seven months and, and working as a, an EA, supporting two people in our London office, actually kick-started the creation kind of our, our London office as well, which has been like a really exciting project, really kind of being able to shape the culture, but also getting really, really involved in the machine learning modeling work that the teams are doing and more involved in kind of the project managing process there which has since led me to being promoted to an engineering program manager which is a nice kind of recognition of all the work that I've been doing over the last few months or more as I've kind of been partnering with with these engineering teams and and really kind of getting solidly involved in the work that they're doing and really kind of embracing the tech as well which I think is just key for for anyone in any role at my company so yeah, that's rather long-winded. I thought it was yeah, going to be no, more that... concise than that, but that's that's where I've ended up. But yeah, it's been it's been maybe not the most straightforward journey, but definitely a, a really exciting one. Yeah. So I love when you were talking about what kind of drew you to the startup space and and in particular tech startups and just kind of what sort of opportunity there is there for somebody in this kind of role because you know EAs typically are hungry to learn and. We care to shape the culture. And so being at a place where everything is always changing and evolving and there is so much to learn and the culture isn't necessarily fixed yet, like it's it's still in progress. I just was reflecting on my own experiences in tech startups and yeah, just what a cool fit it is for an EA who is either just starting out and really wanting to mold their own career or kind of like you mentioned, you know, you've been in the corporate world and and you want to experience something, not that the tech startups are the corporate world, but you know what I mean? You want to experience something a little bit different. So I just, I, I appreciated that, that insight, but 
I want to hear more about, so you moved from a senior EA role to an engineering program manager role. And you mentioned before we started recording that a lot of what you were kind of were already starting to do in your EA role is is going to be a part of this this new role. But I'm curious, what EA skills do you think set you up for success in your new role? That's that's a really good question. I think a lot of it is around communication. The team that I am now officially working with, that's something that we're really trying to to focus on and ensure that cross-functional communication is happening as well. Working in a space where we're we're a remote-friendly company. So whilst we do have offices, one in London, one in Canada, and we've got two in the US, we still have a bunch of remote employees and we also still have to interface all these different teams. We're not kind of siloed a particular team in one location, a particular team in another location. We're still needing to facilitate this communication. And I think as an EA, that's something that's kind of, that's one of your core skills. And I think that's something that's so transferable elsewhere because you you really do appreciate the need to be clear, consistent, also know like your stakeholders as well. And, and just use all of that knowledge and you can transfer that to, I think, any other role, really. It's definitely a, a core skill. I would also say, I think this is maybe something that not every EA would say was part of their like repertoire, but I really do think that it is for the majority of people, but project management. So mm-hmm. let's say the core of your role is still like the diary, the travel, all of that as well. It is almost like managing like a a little project each time you're doing one of those things you're having to think through each of these tasks each of these work streams and make sure they're all aligned and you're meeting like a particular deadline and that skill again is very useful like for me that's been so useful for me moving into my my new role but that's also useful and applicable I think to many other and many other roles as well. Yeah, definitely. So those skills, so communication, project management, those things being really transferable, but I'm also curious about what, like what new things are you finding you're needing to learn for this new role? Yeah. So brand new things as well. I think it's, I think also expanding on that communication piece. It's like this almost like extra level. So that's one particular thing, but then also like the more formal training. So the project management piece, I know there's a lot more to learn in, in, in that space. But then also on top of that, it's learning the tech. So something that I set for myself at the start of the year without knowing that I would necessarily step into a new role was to start to learn how to code because I wanted to kind of know the basics just so I could have at least like a baseline understanding of what the majority of my company does and I know there's no way I'm ever going to be at the level of all these like crazy, amazing, like research scientists, engineers, but having like somewhat of an interest and and somewhat of an understanding in these things is just, it's going to go a really long way. And I think also explaining that to people and, and, and letting people know that's one of your kind of ambitions and goals. Engineers on my team really do appreciate that because they know you're really, really trying to understand their world and really kind of understand the tech. So that's definitely something that's been been a challenge for me, but like definitely a really fun new skill to to learn and to play around with. I didn't expect to enjoy it so much and actually be able to kind of see the results of my creations. Like even being able to create like a very, 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 very basic website has been amazing. So yeah, it's it's definitely something I'd recommend everyone to try just because like that's the way the world is moving. Um, yeah. 
and it's, and it's fun. It's super fun. That, yeah, that's incredible. And, and, you know, you mentioned both your desire to learn that. And then at the beginning, you were kind of talking about how understanding tech was really key to your success and ultimate promotion at Cohere. And for those who might be wary or kind of afraid of technology, like Cohere or ChatGPT, how do you think that AI and similar technology will affect assistants in their roles and and ultimately help them succeed if they are willing to adopt it? Yeah. So I think there are many ways you could approach this. I think optimization is like the number one thing. So using that the tech that you have to hand to make your role a lot easier for yourself. So if there's something that you could use like a, a language model to cut the time in half for a task or use it, great. Like that's another thing ticked off your list. Like EAs, notoriously, you just have a list longer than your arm every single day so many different things to get to get through and there's a lot of context switching as well so I think it's honestly it's 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 such a tough job to do so anything that you can use to speed the process up of, of getting through your workload is great so whether it's kind of helping using a language model to help you write like a travel itinerary or help you write an email or if you're writing maybe a blog post or or a social media posting like all those things can you can at least use for the, the 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 base of what you're writing and then maybe edit it a little bit afterwards but you're not having to spend that like I don't know 15 minutes half an hour of actually like thinking about the content so much you can just be the language model so so for example you said chat GPT or with Cohere like obviously I'm going to encourage you to use Cohere yeah. use our model Coral and, and putting in kind of maybe a list of bullet points of the things that you want it to mention, and then it will come up with this nice kind of long form text that you, you're requesting. So that's definitely like a big thing that I would say, use it to speed up your work, but also kind of like your home life too. So you're getting like that balance and be, get, being able to like grab a bit of time back for yourself in the evening. If you, like a lot of my, my friends and colleagues use it at home to like ask like travel suggestions, like where should I go on holiday this year? Or like asking like my partner loves to ask it like really like philosophical questions and that like, comes <laughs> back and forth with it. And then he comes to me with all these ideas and we like chat them through in the evening. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a really fun one to do. Amazing. And so, you know, we've been talking about how, technology has been changing this role and how assistants in particular, <clears throat> excuse me, how assistants in particular are kind of posed or poised really well to use it to change their work and everything. But I, I kind of want to get also to our, our big question of the podcast, which is how are assistants changing the world? How do you think assistants are changing the world? Technology, technology with them or not? <laughs> I think being like a, a really strong thought partner to whoever you're supporting. So that's always been one of my goals to not just support and make someone's lives, someone's life a, a lot easier. Like obviously that is a, a clear kind of success measure in your, in your job, but also being able to like challenge that person, make them consider different points of view, being able to really kind of try and understand the core of what they're doing and and I think that's like the like clear differentiator yeah and how would you say your work is supporting that whether it's your you know you sharing on on podcasts or panels or things like that about technology or in general what you're doing at Cohere now do you mean kind of in the EA world or towards kind of supporting your leaders 
like the um, EA community or yeah like how are you supporting the way that assistants are changing the world in that way I think being like very very vocal about the 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 kind of the benefit having an EA brings so sometimes I think you can hear in conversations or perhaps see online as well like people can view the EA role as maybe just just a secretary or just an assistant and I'm always trying to push back against that whether it's kind of I've, I've had it before in conversations in like leadership if someone refers to someone in a particular way or like oh that's just just my assistant or like you kind of want to be able to like change their their thought process around that and be like that's your actual like that's your thought partner these are the things that they can bring these are the things that they can offer and I think like as well like when you're having like recruitment conversations too so whether it's with like HR and for me when I was putting together like the job spec for my my role that I've just come out of like really selling the points of exactly what they're going to be doing and like how they're going to be making an impact I think just really driving down down those kind of facts about an EA to other positions in the organization is is kind of like how I go about ensuring that the EA role is recognized yeah so kind of along that vein of you know changing thoughts and perceptions around EAs at work how did you how did you keep that in mind while kind of setting up the culture and community at Cohere, like both remotely and in setting up the London office? I think always approaching it from the perspective of like, you're here to help, but you also have the ability to say no to things. I think mm-hmm. people will respect you in not I always kind of want to be this like super helpful person, especially in like setting up the London office, kind of wanting to be able to do everything. But I think there is a really strong piece in that and being able to say like, these are all the things I can help with. But unfortunately, like you are going to have to pitch in on that. You're going to have to pitch in on this or like saying I can do this at a later point or this is the other person you should be contacting for this. I think sometimes people may view people like that are in the admin sort of ops role in a particular way because they may have seen that before in previous companies or they don't quite understand what the role involves and it's not necessary that you're not just there to kind of run around and put everyone's plates in the dishwasher or I don't know tidy up after people I think really setting those expectations from the beginning is is really core but yeah bringing it back to kind of like the the piece around having like really strong communication and also just being that kind of like a really like good listening ear to people in the office I think that was kind of like a really key thing for me when when setting up kind of our our London office because now that's kind of that's paid off in in the role that I'm currently in because people still turn to me for advice or they'll share particular things with me that are going to really help me with decision making or just help me have a bit more context on a particular project or a particular situation so yeah, I think those are all different things that you can be doing. Absolutely. And that that trust building with different people in the office, that being the listening ear, like I can't emphasize enough how important that is. Like even if, you know, an EA isn't particularly, maybe there's a whole other culture committee or something that maybe like they would probably be, be a part of it. But <laughs> on the off chance that they weren't like formally shaping the culture, even still being that kind of sounding board and listening ear more not only to just their their leader or whoever they support but but everyone in the in the office to their ability like that's that's paid off for me more <laughs> more ways than than I can really express here so I'm I'm glad you you pointed that piece out and I 
I also just kind of want to ask just from a purely curiosity standpoint, it's kind of pivoting here, but what is, what's the most interesting thing that you've used Cohere for in your role or in your life? Like, I know you mentioned kind of travel planning, philosophical questions, but like, what about you in particular? Uh, what's the most interesting thing? I'm afraid I'm going to probably have to be really boring in my answer and, and just say that like, I mostly use it to like time save, like here's a bunch of bullet points. Can you write this for me? Because I'm being really lazy or I'm just being not necessarily lazy, but like, I just don't have the time. Like, can I just like, just feed in what's in my head and ask you to write in a particular way, like, write it from a certain perspective, write in a formal tone, rewrite this for me. I think that's, that's the, the main thing that I, I'm using it for. So yeah, sorry to disappoint. It's not more interesting. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's it's so practical and it allows you to do things that are more interesting if you're saving that time. That's huge. Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. So before we kind of close out this conversation, are there any threads that we didn't get to pull on all of the way or any last minute thoughts you'd like to share? I think just last minute thoughts. Like if you think there's a, a particular air in your company that, that's kind of, lacking or like really needs support go for it like that ultimately was what led me to my new role I saw an opportunity I asked the the engineering lead of that particular project if they needed anything and of course it's just they always want more help so managed a slot in there and was just doing what I've been doing for the last couple of months and eventually got recognized for it but I would definitely also say as an EA always vouch for yourself like you're not you might have been doing something for a while and you might be getting somewhat of the recognition for it but you do also need to speak up for yourself and and really advocate for that in either your like performance review or like if you are looking to pivot in your role make sure that you're saying that it's not enough just to be doing these additional things you need to say that you are looking to make a change or you're looking for another learning opportunity like yeah I can't I can't say enough about being kind of like your own spokesperson yeah yeah being really explicit about that not just hoping someone will notice so yeah love that (laughs) and then my last question to wrap up is do you have anything that you'd like to promote or a favorite resource you want to share with the audience or how they can find you you can always head over to my linkedin which is naomi white and if you pop in cohere i'm the only one at cohere called naomi white so easy to find me But in terms of resources that I've been reading, I'm going to go on a little bit of a a feminist one here, but there is a a book called by Caroline Caroline Criado Perez, which we're going to probably have to cut this. That's okay. No worries. Just jumped out of my head, which is terrible. I think it's, there we go. Back with me. So the book Invisible Women by Caroline, Caroline Criado Perez. I think was really like an eye-opening thing for me and I always go back and read different sections of it just because it speaks about kind of like the lack of data around women and it just really every single time I read it it really drives me and makes me want to advocate for for more well for more recognition for myself or for my colleagues or yeah I think that's the kind of thing that I would definitely like turn people towards. I love it. We need more of that. So (laughs) thank you so much for sharing with us today, Naomi. And it was really, really great getting to chat with you. Yep. It was great chatting with you. And thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Courageous Health brought to you by BASE. 
Learn more about how BASE is helping modern assistants maximize their potential at basehq.com or find us on LinkedIn at basehq or on Instagram at the BASE app. Don't forget to subscribe to Courageous Help wherever you get your podcasts.